Welcome to the Well Ministry Podcast. This week's podcast is a little different. This past Sunday, we learned about prayer from our very own Joe Croswell. He led us through some prayer exercises, the timestamps for which are listed in the episode description. We hope you enjoy this powerful time of teaching and prayer. Good morning, everyone. My name is Joe Croswell. If you don't know who I am, that's okay if you don't know who I am. Um, I'm Michelle Croswell's husband. You probably know Michelle before you know me. Because <laughs> I'm an engineer, I'm an, invert, an introverted, you know, that kind of thing. She is not <laughs> introverted. I guess that's why we're together. I don't know. Um, good morning. Uh, as, as Matt said earlier, um, Pastor Nathan and Daisy are out of town with their family this weekend. And they asked me um, to lead you guys in a time of prayer um, as a body and as individuals. And I hope you enjoy. Um, I was kind of a a mess during the last song because um, this could be a new thing for some of you. God's doing a new thing in your life, and you may be hungry. I hope you're hungry. I pray that you're hungry to build a deeper and deeper prayer life, a life with him, life with Jesus. And hopefully um, we'll get some experience today to help you in that process. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. And we're going to read a bit before we, uh, we start praying. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, the heart. We sing so much about the heart this morning. Very interesting. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills. But the Spirit gives life. Remember that phrase, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which was a glory passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For what is passing away was glorious, but but what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, We use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses who put on a veil over his face 
so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. The veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And now here's where we wanted to end. Uh, this is what I want you to take away. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That is a very rich statement, conclusion statement. What does it mean to behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord? What, we're, what we see when we look in a mirror is an image of what was real, right? The image in the mirror is not the real thing. It's what is being reflected. That's the real thing. So what, this, what Paul is telling us is that we are being transformed into that image of Jesus in the mirror. We're not Jesus. We're not being transformed into Jesus. We're being transformed into his likeness, his appearance in a, as in a mirror. So what that means, what that means is that People can recognize Jesus by looking at us as we are being transformed into his likeness. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. So what is my part in being transformed into this image? What do I do? Where do I start? How do I go about this? We're going to learn a little bit today. <laughs> Glad you asked. If the Holy Spirit gives life, remember that little phrase? Is there a part I'm responsible for in growing spiritually to becoming more like him? Or does this just happen? Is there something I have to do? Is there a part that I play? The short answer is yes. Because when you prepare, when you make a garden, <laughs> these two, they're making the garden. You prepare, you plant, and you tend that garden. But who makes it grow? God makes it grow. So we have a part. We partner with God in this. We have a part. He has a part. Okay? Um, I have a few books I wanted to show you quickly um, that I think might be helpful. If you are interested in growing spiritually, there's one called The Celebration of Disciplines by Richard Foster. This is all about spiritual practices that help you in this process. I'll have these books up here that you can look at after church today if you want to get the name and author. There's another book by the same man, Richard Foster, on prayer. Many different types and aspects of prayer. Extremely good book. Highly recommend it. Okay. And then the last one is a new book um, that's come out this year 
by a man named Tyler Staten, and it's called Praying Like Monks, Monks Living Like Fools. And it's a book on prayer. He is the, if you, do you know who Pete Grieg is? He has started something called the um, 24-7 Prayer Movement. Tyler is the U.S. director of the 24-7 Prayer Movement. He's also a pastor of a church. It's, these are very good books, and they will help you in this process. I'm sure there's lots more. Some of you may know of others. If you want to recommend those to your friends and other people here, that's fine too. So today we're going to talk about prayer, and we're going to learn about prayer, and we're going to actually pray. Once I stop talking, if I will stop talking, you're thinking. <laughs> so prayer is many things. It's petition, intercession, meditation, contemplation, even silence, and, and more than that. Richard Foster said, by praying, we learn to pray. Okay. So today you'll have an opportunity to learn about two kinds of prayer and then do some exercises with those. Okay. All right, we're going to, first one is a prayer of inward examination. So this is going to be a prayer as an individual. Okay. In Matthew 15, 18 through 19, it says, but those, Jesus says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Here we are with the heart again. This is heart day. <laughs> and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. But also good things. But as well, bad things. It would seem Jesus would think an examination of our heart would help us grow into his likeness. You know, we want to grow into that image in the mirror of him. We're spiritual beings. We have a, a mind, a heart, and a soul, and we live in a body. And our heart is deep within, and it's a kind of a container of the things that are most valuable to us. It can be good or bad. Okay, like Jesus said, out of that heart, out of those treasures is what we speak about, what we hold dear. Okay, that's the part of us, one part of us that needs transformation. Because some part of what's in our heart is not godly. Okay. Um, a different way of looking at this is Jesus taught about sowing seed in a field in Matthew 13, and that seed fell on hard ground, stony places, among thorns, and on good ground. So I have a question for you. Um, how do you recognize good ground? It's good ground because it's been plowed, it's been broken up, and it's been prepared for the seed that's going to be sown, okay? So we're going to look at this parable in a little bit different way and some more in this prayer that we're going to do. So I have a few instructions for you, okay? Um, once you get comfortable, um, there's not a lot of extra room, but if you need to move a little bit, 
to avoid distraction, that would be really good. You might want to have a pen and something to write on if you want to write down anything while you pray. Um, all right, so I want you to close your eyes. Once you're ready, close your eyes. We're going to turn the lights down. And I'm going to guide you along through this prayer to help you. And in this, the beginning here, we're going to use our ability to use the imagination that God gave us. You know, like when Jesus um, spoke or um, described the parables, these are stories. When you hear them, we begin to picture them in our imagination. So this is nothing nothing, um, beyond that. So I want you to use your sanctified imagination to see how we might interact with the Holy Spirit this morning. All right, so you ready? All right, back in the beginning in the garden, Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Imagine what it might be like to walk with the Lord God, just you and him, in a beautiful place. Perhaps down to a lake in a wooded area, Early in the morning, together you walk down to the shoreline. You sit by, sit side by side on a large rock, and you look out on the water. Mist hovers over the lake, and the water is very still, like glass. There's complete quiet. No traffic noise, no phones. No voices except for one. Look back on recent events in your life and offer thanks to him for how you saw him involved in these different situations. Could be today, could be this week, could be further back than that. Now ask the Holy Spirit to help you look at your actions and attitudes, your motives with honesty and patience in these situations, in these events. His grace will enable you to peer into your heart together with him without condemnation or fear and see where growth might be able to occur. Are there hard-packed areas due to pride or hurt that need breaking up? Are there stony places of doubt and confusion in other areas because of trials and testing or sorrow 
that need to be dug up and removed to allow roots to sink deep and grow. Maybe in another area of your heart, there's a tangle of thorns that have grown up because of a desire for material things or wealth. And it needs to be cut out and tossed aside to become more like him. And now, do you see good ground? that you need to tend, whether it's plowing, or raking, fertilizing, watering, weeding. So the seed can emerge from the ground The plants might need support as they grow so they can bear fruit and produce. When did these things cause your heart maybe to waver between helping or avoiding? Scoffing or encouraging? Listening or ignoring? Rebuking or forgiving? Speaking or remaining silent? Neglecting or thinking? Okay, now is the time for a heart-to-heart talk with Jesus. During this time, consider apologizing to him and asking forgiveness. Or maybe asking for direction for a decision. For healing. For wounds in your heart inflicted by your own actions or somebody else's. 
consider expressing gratitude. And maybe surrendering, surrendering some stubbornness or defiance or maybe a sense of entitlement or anything else that he's pointing out. He's not condemning you. He's helping. He's for you. He wants to bring growth. He wants you to grow. Not to stay where you are, but to grow. Holy Spirit, thank you for the endless love, grace, and compassion you have poured out over us this morning. We resolve to take what you have revealed to us and move forward with you to lay hold of that transforming power of your presence in our lives, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Is that helpful? Okay. Well, you can build something like that practice into your own life um, at home. Okay. All right. Now I have a bunch of scriptures. We're going to um, learn about praying while being led by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So we're going to be praying for somebody else in a, in a little bit. So we prayed to look inside of ourselves with his guidance. Now we're going to learn how to pray for someone else with his guidance. I'm speaking of the Holy Spirit. In Joel chapter 2, 28 and 29, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, men and women, those are fancy words, old words, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We are in those days, right? Acts chapter 2 happened. The church was born. We are living in the time of uh, the Holy Spirit being available to all believers. In the Old Testament, this wasn't the case. We only see certain individuals or groups of individuals who were filled with God's Spirit. But everything changed. After Jesus um, came, was crucified, was resurrected, and ascended back to heaven. The Holy Spirit came, and everything changed. Okay. In Matthew 3.11, John said, I indeed baptize you with water uh, for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, 
whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Whoa! (laughs) Holy Spirit and fire. Yow! All right, in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse 8 he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now you're not going to be filled with power in order to be powerful in the sense of what the world thinks is powerful. You will be filled with power, um, Jesus said, to be my witnesses for me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We're filled with power to minister to the, the gospel and the good news and the power of God to other people. We are empowered to give away what we have been given, not to keep it and hoard it, but to give it away. All right. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 10, I'm not going to read um, all of it, but there are diversities of gifts with the same spirit. There are differences of ministries with the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The profit of all, for the benefit of everyone. Okay? It's not to puff us up (laughs) to get spiritual ranks or something, right? Um, But the, uh, let's see, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. And he goes on and he lists some others. So we're going to look at word of wisdom, word of knowledge. All right, and then in 1 Corinthians 14.3, this is from the Amplified Bible. But on the other, other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification, which is a big word that means to promote their spiritual growth, and speak words of encouragement to uphold them and advise them concerning godly matters and speak words of consolation to compassionately comfort them, okay? So what's an example of of these three things? So in Luke, uh, chapter 20, verses 20 to 26, we read, so they watched him and sent spies who who pretended to be righteous that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the government, speaking of Jesus. Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly. So they're buttering him up. And you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. But he perceived their craftiness, and said to them, he perceived their craftiness. How? 
Why do you test me? Show me a denarius whose image and inscription does it have? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. But they could not catch him in his words in the presence of the people. And they marveled at his answer and kept silent. So here you see a word of knowledge because he perceived what they were up to and a word of wisdom because the answer he gave made them speechless because they were trying to get him to endorse one political camp or the other. And he didn't do either one. (laughs) He spoke to the heart of the matter. A word of knowledge. How about that? Second Second Kings, chapter 6, verses 8 and 12. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. That's what it actually says, such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, beware that you do not pass, they're speaking of Elisha, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him, thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? There were people there waiting for us. How did that happen? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Elisha heard this from the Holy Spirit. That's how he knew what the king of Syria was planning. Okay, here's an example of a person in the Old Testament filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, and then a word of prophecy. In Deuteronomy 31, 7 and 8. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage. For you must go with his people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Remember, prophecy is for um, promoting spiritual growth, (laughs) strengthening someone. Joshua's being strengthened here, don't you think? It's for speaking words of encouragement. Moses is telling him, you will go into this land and you will cause this people to inherit what God promised to them. In consolation, he was saying, do not fear, do not be afraid. God is with you. He will not forget about you. He will not leave you alone. Okay? So here's three examples 
of what these three gifts of the Spirit look like. Okay? I see some head nodding. Yeah. All right. So this is what we're going to do. I want you to find a partner, one person to pray with. Um, you might want to choose somebody you don't know or don't know well. If you know somebody really well, it might be a little harder to do this. So you may want to get up and move around a little bit. It's okay. Um, so then what I want you to do, once you get your partner, so sit together, close your eyes, and pray, and pray. Listen quietly before you pray. And you want to pray and ask God, what do you want me to pray for this person? Don't ask the person, okay, how do you want me to pray for you? Do not do that. Ask God, how do you want me to pray for my partner? Okay. Does that make sense? Maybe not. But do the instructions make sense? <laughs> All right. So here's your instructions again. I want you to close your eyes and sit quietly. Do not ask anything of that other person, your partner, about what to pray for. Okay. So sit quietly and pray and listen. We're going to turn the lights down. And ask the Holy Spirit what to pray for. I'll pray for you first, okay? So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. And to work among us, to move among us, to stir our hearts, to give us ears that hear and eyes that see. Give us understanding of what to pray and how to pray to build up our partner here, to strengthen them, to encourage them, and to comfort them only in the way that only you can do that. All right, so go ahead and pray and ask God, how do you want me to pray? for my partner. All right, so how was that? Was that was that something new for you? Was it exciting? Did you feel encouraged? Do you feel like God loves you right now? Maybe in a way you didn't realize how much he loved you or loves you? Do you feel strengthened 
in your faith because you know God loves you now in a way that's far beyond what we can imagine. He's involved in our lives. He knows everything that's going on. And he doesn't use it to beat us over the head with it. He uses it to minister to us, to bring growth, to bring healing, to bring strengthening. Okay, even when things are terrible, when you're hurting, when you don't know when is this going to end, is it ever going to get better? Will I ever get the answer that I'm looking for? All those kinds of things, right? Is Does God know? Does he care? Is he even listening to me when I pray? The answer is yes. All those things. He loves you deeply. He cares for you deeply. And now that you've done this, maybe for the first time, some of you have probably done this more than once. But now that you've done this, now you know how you can pray for someone in a very different way than maybe you have before. By being led by the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to do to partner with us, to encourage people, to build them up, to strengthen them, to grow them into that that image of Jesus in the mirror that Paul spoke of. So that when people look at you, they will recognize Jesus. And they will recognize Jesus when they meet him and see him because they know you. You are, you are like him in those ways. Okay? Well, hallelujah. Let's give up a shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. You are free to go. Thank you, God, for everything you did this morning. And we, we go in your peace and your grace and your mercy. And we're thankful and grateful for all that you have done for us this morning, all that you've done in our lives. And we look forward to what comes next. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you want to know more about The Well Ministry, you can find us at thewellministry.com or on Instagram and Facebook as at thewellministryco.